It's been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Hey guys, welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. Justin here. We got Mike over across the pond in London. What's up, dude? Very, very fucking excited for this episode. Yeah, this has definitely been one of the most excited I've been since we've started this pod. It's it's an awesome topic, and for a big sci-fi guy like myself, especially pumped, it's top five alien movies. And... I mean, we have one of the most special guests possible. We're going to introduce her right after we talk about the spotlight this week, which is the new Netflix film, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Animated film. It's a a sci-fi film, so it's a bit in line with this topic. Mike, I have to say, it's been a few weeks of me really not necessarily digging the films that we've been watching these newer movies and i loved this one i i kind of agree it's it's not really my thing but i thought it was very solid yes that's that's the best way to put it very solid just a lot of just good old-fashioned family fun but sort of updated for today's day and age yeah i thought the the animation was great i um i am always kind of interested in movies that are sort of like love letters to film um obviously you know lord and miller created clone high one of my favorite shows of all time so there's that uh the only sort of real downside i had was that i'm kind of tired of like the cell phones are bad and like family bonding is very important message that seems to be in like every movie these days but maybe i mean it is for kids right i mean it's so maybe that's maybe i'm nitpicking exactly and honestly the message is true and we got to fucking we do have to spend more time together and off our phones but i'm with you there is a lot of shit about that but this movie it's necessary because again i think the target audience mainly is kids it might get that across my only critique would be i'm a guy that loves mushy i can go as mushy as it gets i felt like there was one point maybe where it almost overdid it for me for a second, but it's fine because as a whole, the movie was, was wonderful. And I, I had a great couple hours hanging out with the Mitchells. Wow. So that's, so there we go. Two, two thumbs up must watch from both of us. And, and also, yeah, must watch from both of us. And right as we let it go, we just have to say some of the voice cast is great. You got Danny McBride, Olivia Coleman, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre, uh, Blake Griffin and what a couple other big big people oh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are like a hilarious yep. couple yep they're in it um, oh and Conan's in it Conan's in it as well yeah but yeah check it out great movie and uh, without further ado time to get into top five alien movies and time to introduce our very special guest this week a longtime friend of both of ours Although she hasn't 
probably spoken to Mike in a in well, actually that's not true. A couple of years ago when you visited LA. But anywho, Casey Byron, hello. Welcome. Hello. So happy to be here on my favorite topic. There's there's a few things you love in life a lot. Aliens is one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was aliens or sharks, so here we are. Here and and we might need you back for that one. So Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Oh man. It's uh What's the what's the story? You you and Mike met study abroad in Ireland. Am I correct with that? Yep. yep. That is right. And did you wait, did you guys already know each other at that point? Like cuz I just had no idea that you ever knew each other. And then like we came back and it was like suddenly you were both part of my life together. <laughs> <laughs> we actually met because we met after that. Well, I feel like yeah, but what but not not having anything to do with Mike. No, having absolutely yeah. nothing to do with Mike, with with a few other friends, and then that connection was made after the fact, and I think blew all of our collective minds. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Casey and I both, for all our listeners, moved to LA uh, very similar times shortly after college. And lived in the same apartment complex across the hall from each other for quite some time. And of course, have just been just some of the, the dearest friends ever since. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's been a beautiful oh, friendship. It really has been. And I and... would have no friends without you, really, because <laughs> I used you for all my other friends in Los Angeles because I was with my grandparents. <laughs> Oh, hey, you introduced me to one, and we'll, we'll give her a special shout out, Blair. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, you know. But that goes I'm, back to you, too, because I know hey. Blair because of Wilder, and I know Wilder because <laughs> of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many shouts. But mm-hmm. top five alien movies, we don't need to give any qualifications. It's very simple. It has to have aliens need to, in some form, be a part of the plot. How was this for you guys? Because for me, it was extremely difficult to narrow it down to five. It was so hard. Um, I probably watched more movies in the span of two weeks than I've watched in months or years. Because I actually <laughs> took kind of a break from movies during COVID, which was very different than most people. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What, what, why'd you do that? I just... I, I kind of used it so much as like a checking out thing when I had a job that I had to go to all the time. I would just come home and be like so tired and couldn't do, think of doing anything else. So I would watch so much. So when I got the freedom of being remote, I was like, why would I ever spend it watching movies? And That's so, yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But now I'm back. I'm obsessed again. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're full throttle back. Yeah. Alien Casey is here. I mean, I'm ready. Mike, what uh how about you? Yeah, the same. I there's just there's so many titles. I tried to get in as many as I can, but like there's just thousands. So, I've I've got a healthy healthy list of honorables and hopefully you guys can help weed through the other ones and I can come away with some homework. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited and I know that I know that you of course and, and you don't need to tell us how many, but I know that, of course, there's going to be some old alien films on your list. And 
I admittedly, I don't believe I've seen any alien films pre-1960 perhaps before. And, and I do need to dive into a few of the classics, but I just didn't quite get to them this week. So I'm hoping you'll, uh, you'll get us on that end. And I, I have a feeling you will. You know I will. You know I will. Yeah. So, I, I mean, should we just jump into this thing? Yeah, who's up first today? You? Yeah, I think it's me first. Then, then we're going to go Casey, and then we'll go you. Let's do it. All right. Number five. Number five is a recent one for me. It's 2018's Annihilation. Nice. Okay. Have you guys seen this one? Yep. I have not. Okay. Well, highly recommend. Um, this film really took me by surprise when it came out. It's Natalie Portman is the lead. It also has uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Oscar Isaac, Tessa Thompson. Um, and there's something. So I love when sci-fi goes for it. I think there might have been like an episode or two where we've sort of talked about movies going for it before. And like certain films, they tease something and you don't really get to see what you have been wondering about the entire film. And, and sometimes that works. But this is a movie that 1000% goes for it. And I think what they came up with is just so original and so interesting. Um, it's also written and directed by one of my favorite writers in Hollywood, Alex Garland, who also directed Ex Machina, which which I thought was good. But but he's done some awesome writing. He wrote 28 Days Later. He wrote Sunshine, which is a sci fi classic in my eyes. And um, and he just kills it here. It's I I'm not even going to go into the plot. I don't want to ruin it for Casey. I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Just know that it is a really, really intriguing film that is full on sci-fi and the final act is just bonkers in what it goes for. And it's absolutely phenomenal. I of any recent sci-fi, this is by far my favorite in the last, you know, five years or so. But yeah, you gotta check it out. It was it was definitely well received by by critics and fans alike. Highly recommend. Yeah, this is this is a pretty cool movie. To be honest, uh well I'll call back to it when you do town, but there was like two movies that I thought you were hinting at before we actually hit record and this was one of them. So I'm glad it made it to your list. But this was I think this is cool and for me what I like about it is that it's so like you said, it's, it's, it goes for it. It's a bit out there. It's kind of abstract in a sense. But it also pretty clearly tells you what it's about, uh, or at least what it wants you to say. I think it's about, which I find helpful as someone that prefers maybe a stronger narrative. Um, so this was a really cool film, a lot more interesting than I thought, and seems to be seems to be pulling maybe from like uh, that Lovecraft story color out of space, which has a bunch of movie adaptations as well. So maybe, maybe check those out. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I like a stronger narrative typically as well. And I like that you could pretty easily put together what they're going for here, but yeah, Casey, you got to check it out. I want to. Well, now I know you're gonna, cause it's on my list. Oh, a hundred percent. And I love Alex Garland Ugh. and, um, I just had heard 
that it was a slow, slow movie. Um, but I now that you're saying that it's great, I will I will watch it and not take the other people's opinions I value oh, less than yours. <laughs> I don't even I wouldn't even say that it's slow really, to be honest. Same. Like I like maybe for someone that doesn't typically like these movies, but th- so much happens throughout the course of the film. Yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely got to check it out. And also Alex Garland. I didn't even rep the thing that got me into Alex Garland, which is the book, The Beach, which is a fucking awesome book um, and a great Leo movie. But the book is better. So, Casey, this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> I want you guys to like my list. <laughs> um, my number five. I didn't watch um, in this round, but when I did, I thought it was a better version of an earlier movie, um, and it is Arrival. Oh, nice. Okay. Ooh, another yeah. recent movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is the earlier movie that it's a better version of? I think it's very similar to Contact. It is okay. pretty similar to Contact. Mm-hmm. Contact? was the movie I didn't get to. It was one I wanted to get to, the very last one, and I saw it was two and a half hours, and I just broke down, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. There's <laughs> there, there's some interesting things about that movie. I think jo- Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey are an interesting matchup that I didn't fully buy watching that movie. Um, and, yeah, Arrival just did it a lot better, the same kind of kind of concept. I mean, obviously, they do a very different take on it, um, but you know, it's a, like a linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms when a bunch of spacecrafts land on earth. So it's just, it's interesting. I love the new kind of look at these things where, how would we react? And that one felt, mm-hmm. um, like a more positive outlook on what we would do and that, you know, the best minds out there would go at it peacefully and anyway I'm not going to do any spoilers because I really do hate spoilers um, but I think that it was beautiful and it was really well done and it made you kind of excited about what could happen if aliens came here and what that communication could be like and it couldn't maybe maybe it's not scary maybe it's just mysterious I'm so with you, Case. Like, I th- this is one of my, definitely one of my honorable mentions and is such, one, such a better take than Contact, which if Mike had watched that as his last movie of a five-movie bender in a day, he would have been pulling his hair out, I think. Not because it's terrible by any means, it's just Contact's pretty fucking slow. And it's long, and Arrival is just so, in my opinion, so gripping and interesting. And Amy Adams is awesome. And it's, what, what's his name? Uh, Denis Villeneuve. I, I'm going to butcher the name, but I love every movie that he's done. Um, and this is, yeah, just a great sci-fi film that has a different take than a lot of other films in the genre. And this was my my alien invasion movie Ooh, yeah this um this film looks awesome the the aliens are super cool 
Um, it's it's a great concept, even though it's not totally original, as as you said, Casey. But uh, I, I think that the I think this is an extremely difficult film to put together. So a lot big credit to I think we're going with Denis Villeneuve. Is that is that right? French Canadians? Very sorry, that, that's not. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, I think he did a spectacular job putting this together. My I I don't want to say it's a criticism, but when I was watching this, I really I kind of wished it was like a mini series. Like it feels like there's even more that you could get out of it, and they obviously have to skip over. There's a big gap in time in the middle where they have they have to do it to kind of get to where the film is going. But like, I just sort of wish there was more of it. I think that's a perfect thing to say because I that's one of my biggest criticisms of movies when I was just like, there's so much more. But at the same time, you don't want to sit there for three hours for the movie. But yeah, I think you guys are both right. I'm I'm on the same page there. But maybe they just, maybe it was just too hard to think about, you know? <laughs> like, this is as far as we've gotten. If they actually come here, then we can, we can figure out the rest. <laughs> They're like, literally, they like sat there. They're like, yeah, we've been sitting for a month and we just cannot think of what the next step would be. This, this is going to take too long. Let's make this movie. Yeah, I can see it. I can see the room there. They're like, no one cares. It's just going to be pretty and, and awesome. And the idea is cool and it's smarter than us. So it's smarter than most people watching. So it's all good. Let's make ourselves look smart. They basically skipped over what would have been like an hour of just like dissecting linguistics that I'm not sure anybody really wanted to get into. Totally. Except for the people that like learn the random languages of like Star Wars and other things. <laughs> yes, yes. They would have been like, wait a minute, can you just zoom in? Because we're going to create this language. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, I've got a strategic plan to try and get town into this movie. That's that's my goal of number five. Because it stars Kyle MacLachlan. Wow. And it is 1987's The Hidden. Ooh. So I think this was maybe like... I don't know, maybe like his third sort of big movie role after maybe Blue Velvet. Um, Anyway, so this movie is basically an alien comes around and he is able to kind of jump body to body and goes on sort of like a crime spree doing it. And Kyle MacLachlan is like an FBI agent. Um, that's that's trying to track him down and stop him on this this crime spree and the story kind of unfolds from there and I don't want to give too much away but um, I will fully admit that like the I think the middle of this movie as he's kind of doing like the cat and mouse sort of chase thing gets a little bit tedious but the beginning is fucking awesome and the end like it has about 10 minutes extra than what you think is going to be there. And that 10 minutes takes it to like a whole new level that blew me away. And I think, I think you'll really like this town. The very little that I know about Casey's like of aliens in the last 10 minutes that we've been talking about, I think you'll dig it too. I think this is an, a hidden gem, the hidden. Wow. What a pun. Um... The hidden gem. <laughs> Uh, how long did he think that one up all week, Case? Oh, that was his first one. He's like, I have to get town into this, and it's the hidden gem. <laughs> so, I, honestly, I wish I was smart enough to have written that down. 
That was unfortunately <laughs> spontaneous. <laughs> Dude, that's what he's going to make us think. But <laughs> Clever girl. Clever. The case, is this, are you the same as me that you'd obviously never heard of this film until right now? Never heard of it. Didn't even see it on the list. I love that you just came out with that. Oh, check this fully out. Fully unsurprised. If, if you're one of these people it, in 2017, it got a sweet Blu-ray. So you can check that out. Special edition. Lots of Ooh. stuff. I am absolutely going to watch this. I mean, it has, as you said, Kyle McLaughlin, Special Agent Dale Cooper. I'm, I'm very intrigued. And I, I just looked it up and it has quite good reviews. So it's, uh, this seems like it's a good pick. Yeah, I wish I could tell you more, but it's, yeah, there's too many spoilers. Well, my number four is, I would believe, a film we've all seen. It very possibly could be higher on one of your lists. And before I reveal it, I want to just say what's interesting is this is, this is an absolute classic in, in film history and especially in this genre. I had watched it once before. I didn't think I was into it. And I rewatched it this week and I find, I mean, I found out that I myself am a fool because this movie is an absolute classic. And that is the 1979 Ridley Scott film Alien. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, is this a Mike Deep? Is this a Mike Deep poll right here? <laughs> but all right, anywho. So I had, you know, I I'd seen this sometime honestly within the past decade, and I don't know why I didn't like it now in hindsight. I I, for whatever reason, didn't the first time I watched it. I saw Aliens, the sequel, which a lot of people like more even than this one. When that one's directed by James Cameron, I saw that actually in the last year during during COVID times. I finally got around to that one. And I'm going to be honest, which I think this is a really hot take. I actually wasn't really into that one. And anyways, I revisited both of them this week. I still am not that into Aliens, which, again, I know is an extreme hot take. Most people love it. And James Cameron is a master. But Alien just blew me the fuck away in, in every regard from the, the some just great actors in there like Sigourney Weaver and, and Harry Dean Stanton and John Hurt. But um, also just the direction by Ridley Scott, the some of the some of the shots in here and some of the cinematography is absolutely insane. Like if for anyone that's seen it, the scene where Harry Dean Stanton is walking through the area of the ship with like the water falling down and it's just it's beautiful. But pretty positive if you're listening to this episode, you know what this movie is. Except Casey, of course. This this she didn't know this one. But uh <laughs> it it really just does everything so well. It's it's a slow burn to a degree, but yeah, you know, they get they go to this this signal that's coming and this alien ends up being brought back onto the ship because it's like attached to one of their one of the guys' faces. And then of course it grows 
inside of him and bursts out of his body in a particularly epic fashion and gruesome scene. And then the alien starts taking out everyone one by one. And we have Sigourney Weaver as one of one of sort of maybe the first one of the very first, you know, she plays Ripley, one of the first like female lead badasses like is there is there any way that this was officially put guys i'm not sure but she definitely changed changed it after that yeah so she's a badass but anywho just a great fucking movie and had to include it on my list couldn't agree more um absolute classic i got to not to make myself sound super cool, but I got to watch him on a Zoom this year. Ridley Scott, Ooh. that is. Um, because someone I know works with some other unnamed person who was potentially going to do an alien movie. And he got to kind of pitch his idea. And basically it was just Ridley talking about how he created the alien and the reason it is so scary is because you really don't see the alien much at all. It's like the, uh, the, the fear of it without even seeing it. And so when the reveal finally happens, it's so much scarier. And so many other movies have kind of taken that approach because if you, if you show it too, too much, then it, it loses its, fear factor so i thought that was super interesting and he also swears every other word fyi does he really (laughs) he does oh my god (laughs) that's also awesome like what he said i i think is so true about the alien that's that really is why it is so scary in that first film so i've seen alien twice since covid um, and if town, I'm sure you remember in one of our very first episodes, I was talking about how not, not that I didn't like it, uh, but that I was sort of nonplussed by it. Um, as you were kind of saying, and I also have sort of turned the corner. I, I don't know that I fully love it, but, um, I, I think I've probably seen it three, four times now. And, and I kind of missed a lot of the sort of undertones of, of sex and, and gender politics in, in things like the set design. And obviously, you spoke about just sort of having Sigourney Weaver as kind of a badass lead. Um, I sort of missed that. And, and then I kind of started to notice it on subsequent rewatches. And now I definitely appreciate it more. It's it's not one of my, it's not my top five. It's not one of my favorites, but obviously a classic and a great film. I actually remember that I also, I also said that about Alien in a previous pod episode. Well, there you go. That's, you know. We grow. We grow a lot. It's but yeah, one of those so movies that... you can watch again and again, and you will get something that's true new out of it, which is you know some people's caliber for what makes a great movie. That is true. But that's number four. Well, that's a perfect segue into my number four because this <laughs> I, I'm noticing a theme in mine thus far, but um, this is kind of a new take on Alien, and um, it's new. And it's life. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Casey, this is the only movie on my entire list that I wanted to get to that I didn't get to. 
Okay. I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm doing it then. Wow. Um, I have a funny story about it. I went to the arc light, so sad, um, way back when it was still in its prime in 2017 with Amy, my sister, and she asked me to go see life. And she was like, should we, you know, smoke a little before in the parking lot? And we were like, yeah, <laughs> sure. And I never do that, by the way, to go see movies, like ever. The only other time was a terrible experience during Planet of the Apes um, <laughs> that we can talk about later. But um, this one ended up being kind of a similar experience where we went in and we're watching it and, and something very, very scary happens very, very early on in the movie that's completely unexpected that I won't say anything about. But I looked to my sister and I said, is this a scary movie? Because, <laughs> because I thought it was like life, like planet Earth. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like gravity like though any all, all these movies with these like you know really positive names tend to be just beautiful films where you would want to be stoned and just watch it but not when it's gonna like absolutely put your anxiety through the roof and freak you out and i watched the movie like an alien was on my face like the whole time with like both hands <laughs> and, like in a ball just so terrified that um, sounds horrifying yeah um hilarious in retrospect and amy like laughed through, through the whole movie she was just <laughs> watching me watching the movie it was more fun um but we rewatched it um because my dad is a huge fan of alien and when we were home i was like here's another kind of take on a very you know similar kind of idea where they um you know find an alien life form and they bring on the ship and then obviously everything that happens after that um, and he loved it and I was just as scared the second time, but at least I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, but yeah, I think it's not only is it like alien, um, in the ways that I like, like just that idea of like that big fear of like, you want to learn about new life forms, but it's terrifying. Like what it could, what, what could happen, mm -hmm. but I liked when everyone was kind of asking, because you know it it ends with a possibility of a sequel, who knows, kind of thing, and mm. the director was absolutely not. There will be no sequel, and had really great kind of positive reasons why. I don't know if I should say anything, because um, yeah, I don't think I can. It's a very interesting. Um, insight that the director said so i would implore anyone that sees it to look up why he wouldn't do a sequel for it and why it ends the way it does because it's very interesting Ooh. but um but he kind of just says that most people want like a resolution instead of contemplating what an ending means and it used to be before you know i think way back when with movies people were like okay with a kind of but what happens, you know, kind of ending, mm -hmm. um, which I'll bring up in a in another honorable mention later because it call back to that. But this one really makes you like think and have discussions with people afterwards. And I think that's really cool about it. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's got so many amazing people in it, too. Like it has Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and 
Rebecca Ferguson, Jake Gyllenhaal. And so you really don't know who they think is the, you know, who's going to die? Like, who's going to live? You just, it's so like they're, the cast is built so high that you really don't know. And, um, and I love that. So the surprise factor is there for sure. I, I, this, I'm going to maybe even watch this today after, after we record the episode. I, uh, I had, I had meant to see this in theaters, totally forgot about it when I, after I had missed it. And then funny enough, when I was sort of, I mentioned to a couple people, of course, that we were going to do this, uh, this episode and a couple different people have actually mentioned this movie to me. And I, it truly was the only movie on my list of like everything I was curious about that I didn't get to, but I'm, it's going to be happening because clearly it's worthwhile seeing it at number four on your list. Yeah, this one is, it was definitely something I wanted to get to. Kind of knew I wouldn't be able to just because there's so many out there. So very much looking forward to seeing this. And I didn't really realize that it was going to be like scary. So now I'm, I'm more in than I was before. Yeah. I know this guy loves horror. Yeah. Um, Maybe don't smoke a bowl beforehand, but... <laughs> Or do That's exactly if you want to be ten yeah. times ah, scary? No yeah. way to see horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> it also makes the jump outs like even bigger. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> that is so insane! I have to walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Uh, <laughs> the maybe. pacing has become a thing, especially like when I'm scared, I have to like stand up and pace. So I don't even know if I could go back to like seeing a movie in theaters because I have to like pause and like and like take a step out. Well, here's the thing. You need to you need to just go see movies at like like twelve thirty on like a Wednesday, and they need to be rated R, so no no kids will be there, no one will be there, and you'll have the theater to yourself, and you can pace around all you want. That's true. That's the new Casey Byron way. Yeah, I'm. I was. I should have been kicked out of movie theaters a long time ago when I started bringing like Osteria Labuca pasta in, and it's just like wafting <laughs> with like steam and pepper sauce. <laughs> just like up in people's head i was like man this is so discreet (laughs) everyone around you is just like they're not even mad they're actually just they're mad that you didn't bring any for them they're like yeah smells delicious i will say that it is one of the less noisy snacks you could have in a movie theater oh that's true facts anyone Mm -hmm. with chips or like even popcorn (sighs) Lots lots of crackling yeah whoever decided that was the movie snack of the world didn't think about that at all no they they really didn't they clearly don't mind the sound of other people chewing but uh... <laughs> yeah, they don't want to hear dialogue at all yeah <laughs> well this this really uh, took a turn where we're hating on popcorn this, uh, this really was not exciting. yeah <laughs> although <Aliens and> popcorn, <laughs> man. speaking of popcorn though i will say where casey saw this movie the arc light rest in may it rest in peace had the best popcorn so now I guess we're just bringing it around to a little bit of popcorn love in the end. Who knew? Twist. <laughs> That's the big twist. <laughs> I'm loving a relationship with popcorn. Right now I love it. Hey. I'm yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm minus full love hate, so <laughs> absolutely love to eat it. Don't want anyone else to. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great number four. Mike. All right. Well, we knew this was coming. So I will say that I I absolutely love 1950s monster movies. Um, They are pretty much all either like 
something is incredibly large because of nuclear uh, radiation or something's coming from space because we were just figuring out space. And, and this one is sort of both in a sense. So this is 1951's The Day the Earth Stood Still. Ooh, that's that's a famous one. That Very one famous. was on my list. But I, I didn't haven't get seen to it. it. Okay. Um, I So basically this one is, I think what I love about this the most is that it's incredibly simple. So an alien comes down to Earth. This alien is 100% a human. Like he doesn't have any special effects. Like it just looks like a dude. Um, and basically the point of the movie is that he's like, hey, uh, you know, I came from space to let you guys know that like, you need to stop fucking around. Like you guys are creating nukes and blowing them up. And like we in space are really worried about what you're doing. So like if I could just talk to you and like some world leaders and we could just, you know, get on the same page, that would be sort of ideal. And as you would might, as you might expect, like basically us humans are completely incapable of taking this message seriously and organizing um, and basically do what we do best and start shooting things. Um, and obviously I won't say kind of where it goes from there, but it is a, it's clearly, you know, coming out of a kind of fear of science because of the nuclear arms race. Um, and, and yeah, it's just a really simple message that's given power by um, how much we kind of know this is true. Um, and the alien is really, it's pretty clear when you're watching it, but he's, in many ways representative of like Jesus Christ or someone like that. And it, it's kind of raises the idea that like, well, there's, there's a lot of like memes about this right now, but like if Jesus came to earth today, like half of us would be like, look at this libtard communist, get the fuck out of here. Like that's basically what this movie is. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, I, it is an absolute classic. It's on all the lists and, I know that I need to watch it. Everyone that listens to the pod regularly knows, for better or worse, I tend to not be as into the old, old films. But there's always a few that get me. So I'm definitely going to give this one a shot, especially because you speak so highly of it. It was on my list, so I was 100% going to watch it had I had more time um, because it was written about across the board as one of the best ever um, and inspired a bunch that are probably on my list. So origin stories are important. But you know what, Case? Instead, you just kept on living your life. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but soon enough. Soon enough. Maybe we'll watch it together. Ooh, yeah. I that'd love be, that. That'd be delightful. Um, but all right. Great pick. Great pick. As we get into number three... I need to say something. So before we started the pod today, I told Mike and Casey something, which is, and this is a pod first. I don't think this has ever been done. So obviously, you know, I had a, we all had a long list of films we wanted to get to this week. Some that we'd seen, some we hadn't. There was one film that I hadn't seen that I got to only about an hour and a half or so prior to when we were going to jump on and record. And I didn't get to finish it. So I got to a certain point. I, to, I got to about 20 minutes before the end. And 
I I was so engrossed, like truly, like from the first twenty minutes, I'd say of the film, I was like, I I think this has to be in my top five. And as the movie progressed, I could just only keep saying the same thing. And if you know me, you know that I do hate spoilers. I do hate spoiling things, whether for myself, for others. But I wanted this on so badly. I was like, I need to look up where this goes in the in the last 20 minutes. I need to make sure that it has an ending I can get behind. And it definitely does have an ending I can get behind. And I cannot wait to watch it in its last, you know, 20 minute glory when we finish the pot up. And that's how much I loved it, that it's at number three. And it is 1978's remake of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get the fuck out of here with this. Wow. Wow. Get the fuck out of here. Is this guy nuts? Is this guy nuts? I love the original so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Wow. I don't even need to see the original. Which you I shut will. your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch it. I will watch it only because of how good this movie is. And with that said, this one is widely regarded as one of the greatest remakes of all time, one of the greatest sci fi horror films of all time, and by most people, the definitive version of this film. Well, that is not true by most people. Get out of here. That is absolutely true, my friend. Go consult the internet. I've been there. They're they're basically thought of equally. If you they go are they are the thought internet. of pretty equally, but seventy eight seems to get the edge sometimes. And anyways, I am very excited to see the original. I will say that, Mike. The original is in nineteen fifty six. I can't wait to see it because it birthed this fantastic film. But this one, it's it's got Donald Sutherland, it's got Jeff Goldblum, a young Jeff Goldblum, Leonard Nimoy, Brooke Adams, Veronica Cartwright, directed by Philip Kaufman. Anyway, the general plot line of these, you know, again, there's been a few incarnations of it, but this is the the second, the first remake of it, 1978. The general plot is that there is an alien race that travel to earth and they like they infiltrate like the plant life on earth and so they become these these they take the form of like these small like pods um that are a part of these flowers and so very slowly it all starts with with this one woman elizabeth who's like a lab scientist in san fran and she brings like one of these flowers home and her boyfriend jeffrey wakes up the next morning behaving like super weird like he's very cold um not really very distant and she realizes pretty quickly that like this this isn't the this isn't jeffrey like this isn't the person but like of course at first is like well am i just going crazy and one of her co-workers is this guy, Matthew, who's played by Donald Sutherland. He's he's the lead in the film. And she brings it to him anyways over 
the first portion of the film, it's essentially them realizing that this is actually real and people are being like replic bodies are being like replicated by this alien race and I'll let it go from there and you know you have to watch it but it is so fucking good I have been on the edge of my seat watching it it is just I I'm blown away I'm absolutely blown away and I'd always heard of course that both this one and the original you know they're on all the lists of the best alien films of all time and I now know why it's it's undeniable just fucking incredible dude i can't wait for you to get to the end like literally the last shot is the most iconic shot i so i i spoiled it for myself i won't ruin it for everyone on here in case anyone hasn't seen it but i'm very excited to get there and and see it on screen as it sounds like a just absolutely iconic ending but yeah i had to do it it's just it's too good has to be on the list yeah and for the record i do like this film I, I was I was overreacting a bit because I love the original, but they're they're two very different films. But this is also a very solid film. I I cannot wait to watch the original. I I mean that sincerely. And IMDb the fifty six version is a seven point seven, and the seventy eight <laughs> version is a seven point four. So okay, no, they're very close. Oh. But yeah, they're so different, and that's why they're so close. Because like the first one, I love it because it's like a very classic film noir. And, and this one's not like that at all. And they take different kind of approaches, uh, which are both interesting. And I, I suspect that with everybody, it'll just be one jives with you better, but you should definitely watch both. That is very fair. Casey, have you seen either of these? I have not, um, but I. it was also on the list. I knew that both of those movies were going to be on your guys' lists. I just knew it. The, the Day wow. the Earth Stood Still and the Body Snatchers and the original body snatcher so i guess that's three but i was just like they're gonna school me <laughs> i won't have seen them but i but i uh i want to watch both so and i'll decide which one's better okay that <laughs> we need you to be the <laughs> ultimate decider i will okay we're gonna we're gonna ask you and we're gonna announce it on the pod whenever you give us your answer no Perfect. no pressure on time it could be it could be two months from now all right um well what is your number three, Case? My number three is, I believe it is 2009's District 9. Oh, Ooh. sick. Nice. Great pick. It is so unbelievably good. I rewatched it like two days ago. I had not seen it since it came out. So I had fully, all I could remember was like the last scene. So I didn't remember like any, how it got there at all. Um, But for those that don't know, it's um, an alien race um, lands on earth and then they're forced to live in a slum Um, and they're there for 20 years and then, you know, some things go down and um, they're, tr- they're trying to like move them to another, basically an even more slum-like slum and they, they fight back. And anyway, it gets, 
it gets pretty crazy, but the main reason why I love it, first, I love the approach to it. It's very kind of like documentary style um, filming of what it would be like if someone was on the ground getting footage of people, you know, government officials interacting with the aliens and how we would treat them. And it's kind of exactly the opposite of arrival in the way that it's, um, it's kind of the scary version of what we would do um, if they came. And it's an ugly kind of look on the human race, um, but a decently realistic one, I think. So it's really hard to watch, but it's also like really good. So you're like, I'm watching it, but I'm, I'm mad <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I like, I'm, I'm sad and I feel so, like, I don't know who I feel bad for, like, and, and, um, and it's uncomfortable and it just like, it feels, makes you feel like you're really on the ground, um, with it and, and, um, getting to feel the kind of emotions of the, of the aliens and, and just how they would be exploited maybe. And so anyway. That movie is just so good. The acting is unbelievable. The guy who uh, wrote and directed it, Neil Blomkamp, um, he was like 28 when he did that, and it just blows my mind. Um, God, he just is a lot cooler than than all of us, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's just such an unbelievable idea that he pulled it off at that age. And anyway, he's been taking his sweet-ass time with District 10, so... Um, he will be not so young and (laughs) we have a lot higher expectations so hopefully that will happen at some point but it's ripe for a sequel so I hope that that does happen at some point this movie's so good so good if I was allowed to build this list to 10 District 9 would be there and it's, it's like you said just so original such great concept executed expertly by this 28 year old which is insane and yeah if you haven't seen this movie this this is a must watch yeah i i tossed it in for a rewatch this week i still think it's really really good i would i want to say push back but i would build on something that you just said town in that it is original in a sense but it also like it's stealing from so many different other movies both sci-fi and not and so what makes it original is kind of the combination that's so refreshing. That's true. Uh, That's true. But uh, yeah, especially after like 24 other Alien movies this week, I was like, wow, this was just, thank God, something a little bit different. It was just delightful. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt, that it it felt very different. And some of the ones I was catching myself kind of not paying as much of attention because it really reminded me of these other ones I was watching. Right. And most of those were the ones that weren't going to make it in the top five. So it was kind of like... I should have just moved on and not finished them. Um, but yeah, this one was like glued to the screen. Some waterworks, you know, some like angry pacing, all the things that, you know, to me make make a great movie and would go back. But I do think it's such a good like one to take a huge break from and come back because then you're like, wow, it really was as good as I remember. And I, um, I'm glad I didn't remember all of it clearly. Well said. That's me, right? Number three. That is you. That is you, Michael. Very curious if either of you have seen this movie. Um, This is, you know, we we did black and white movies. Uh, This would be my other wheelhouse. Uh, This is 1986's Night of the Creeps. Nope. 
I'm getting crickets. No. Nope. Getting crickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the f- I think the first movie directed by Fred Decker. Who, if you're not familiar with his films, you need to go watch Monster Squad right away. That's my number one recommendation. It has nothing to do with aliens. Forget this whole episode. Watch Monster Squad. Anyway, this movie is about aliens that. Uh, wait, have you guys seen that movie Slither from like maybe 2006? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. All right. Well, it's very similar to that. So an alien sort of slugs come down to earth um, and they in, they kind of jump into your brain and they kill you, but you're still like kind of half alive. So it's it's got zombie aspects to it, but they're not like contagious um, in a sense. And they, it, it starts in like the 50s and these aliens come down and they take over this guy's brain. Um, he kills some people. They keep him like in sort of a cryogenic storage type thing. He gets out and then it kind of unleashes in the 80s on this like sorority town. So it has like slasher aspects to it, which Ooh. is kind of makes it a really interesting movie because it's, it's alien zombie slasher. Um, and it's also like very aware of as being a B movie and it's very funny. Um, the cast is mostly, I would say, unknown except – that like the police officer in charge of solving all of this is our guy Tom Atkins, who I guess we haven't talked about since Halloween three town, but this was just like, you know, eighties horror movies. Tom Atkins is everywhere. He's, He's absolutely everywhere. hilarious uh, in this movie. He's totally playing it up in such a funny way. And this is really, you know, it's, it's full of um, kind of references and in jokes to horror movies. So it's really kind of like a horror nerd's, um, take on on all these movies, and I love it. Wow! Just just leave it to Mike. Always gonna give us some shit that we've never heard of in our lives. Totally. What was it called again? It's called <laughs> Night of the Creeps. I can't also, even pretend like I. Case, case I, it's I, about I to ask the up. same thing. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? did you make it up? Like, is it real? <laughs> and you're saying this? The guy that wrote and directed it also did Monster Squad, which you love. Yes, and uh, Monster Squad like was in development at the same time, um, and so there's like a reference to Monster Squad in this film, and Shane Black wrote Monster Squad, and then I believe he was helping out on this. So anyway, long story. See both movies. So interesting. Yeah, one of my one of one of our buddies out here. Shout out to uh, Larry Sequino is obsessed with Monster Squad as well, and had me watch it on Halloween this past year, and I I. I have to say, I wasn't a big fan. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, oh, people, womp, watch it. Womp. Let us know. Womp, womp, womp. Um, <laughs> just shitting on Mike's stuff. Wolfman's got nards. I mean, one of the greatest lines of ever. All right, kidding? I'll rewatch it. I have to admit, we were. I was a little tired at that point because we'd watched a couple other horror films already, and I was I was half falling asleep. But I just remembered being like, "What is going on right now? What is this?" Anywho, Night of the Creeps, Mike's number three. Apparently, you got to go see it. Eighties, eighties, you know, B movie horror glory. I love the zombie alien slash thing because it was so hard for me to like even just think aliens. Like, cause I immediately was like, oh man, zombie movies are so good. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's such an easy jump. It really so, is. And so that's a, that's a good both thing that will get me to watch it. Well, 
if you love zombie movies, you're going to love next week's episode. Is it about zombies movies? It is. Oh, wow. Yup. Anyhow, number two. Just one of my most favorite films from when I was a kid. Still holds up today. Oh, I love it. 1996's Independence Day. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I mean, could I possibly have this list without this movie? No. You've got Will Smith. You've got Jeff Goldblum. You've got Bill Pullman as one of the best fictional presidents, giving one of the greatest speeches in film history. And you have Randy Quaid, being and being crazy just like he is in real life it's just so good it's it's such it is the epitome of a wonderfully entertaining sci-fi blockbuster roland emmerich this started his role of disaster films and of course they famously blow up the white house in this and it's just the characters are so good it's got a big, you know, mainstream friendly plot. And there just really isn't anything not to love in this movie. It's like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum just make an incredible duo. It's it's almost like it's not, but it's like almost like a buddy cop film in the sense of like their chemistry together and being paired up. But and of course, Jeff Goldblum's father in this just just one of the one of the people who steals the show. And there's laughs, there's big action, there's you know a little bit of romance. It's just it's it's got it all. And the president is a complete fucking badass. And as I said, and if you've listened to our top five speeches episode, one of the greatest speeches in film history, in my opinion. And it ain't over till the fat lady sings. So true. I watched it recently, and I am going to be totally honest with you. I had never seen it before. No. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, my older sister, Lindsay, quotes it all the time. Anytime it's on oh God, TV, oh she's watching it. When Will Smith is having his moment in the desert, she loves to reenact <laughs> that scene. Um, yes, and yes. I'm literally like... <laughs> I finally watched it. It all like came together, and I was like, "Why haven't I seen this before? This is a great movie." Yo, Lindsay's a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shout out, she, Lindsay. She probably seen that movie more than both of you guys combined. She she loves, um, and yeah. So I'm glad that I finally did, and I can totally respect your placement. Thank you. And and I speaking of quotes. It'd be, I'd be remiss not to mention one of the one of the greatest moments in the movie when Randy Quaid, "Hello boys, I'm back," as he just flies <laughs> the. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Honestly, one of the strangest things about this film, in retrospect, is how good the chemistry between Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum is. It's it's not in the theory; first it doesn't make any was... sense. Exactly, but it's great. It's really good. It's tough, though. Like, do we like Will Smith more in Independence Day or Men in Black? Hey, I mean... Should we vote right now? My vote is very easy, Independence Day. Ditto. Mine is, mine is um, Men in Black. Okay. Two v But I actually maybe like his character better in that, but I think I like Men in Black more than Independence Day. 
okay. as a movie. That's fair. That's fair. They're both, hey, they're both great blockbuster alien movies. And mm-hmm. Will Smith's in both of them. Who would have thought yeah. it? He was typecast, you know? But then he broke out and, you know, the Fresh Prince just did so many other things after those two movies. I mean, decently similar, though, no? What, the, those two or just other like, stuff he did? Other Will Smith movies are pretty, you know, sci-fi. You know what? Now that you're saying it, he does actually do quite a few sci-fi movies. Like, I can't even think of one right now that isn't. Bad Boys. Bad Boys franchise. Okay. All right. Got it. You did it. I did it. That's <laughs> Mike and me are massive Bad Boys 2 and 3 fans. So it's uh, it's easy for us to jump there. But I do feel like if you don't randomly have a really big like affinity for those films, it'd be hard to just off the bat think outside the sci-fi box for Will. Oh, you know what? Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, well, I'll, I'll stop at the Will Smith uh, tangent. I'm so glad you finally saw Independence Day. I know. I knew you were going to have it on your list, so I had to watch it. So I Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that makes me I, happy. Yeah. So you inspired me before your top five even was revealed. <laughs> That's just how well you know me. Yeah. All right. So am I up? You are. All right. My number two, I'm glad that your number two was like a kind of um, throwback to what you loved as a kid because this is the same for me as number two um, and still is in top 10 movies, maybe top 10 movies, period. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's Tim Allen's best, Galaxy Quest. Oh, wow. I just watched this for the first time. I don't know why I'd never seen it, but it great is, pick. That is honestly what most people say when I say that that um, movie, and it's one of those movies that, like, if people agree with me, it's kind of like that. Oh yeah, I like you. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. And I'm not even a Star Trek. I've I didn't watch Star Trek. I've seen maybe one of the movies, um, like the new ones. Um, so I know it's a spoof on Star Trek, but it is so perfectly done. This the cast is unbelievable. Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, who I have the biggest crush on. Um Justin Long, who I also have a huge crush on. So Fuck I yeah, like, Justin Long. <laughs> I so love Justin Long in that. It was his um first big feature film. Um so and he his dorkiness is just it eats me alive. It's too fucking cute. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's the perfect funny movie. Every single line is hilarious. Every single time I watch it, I get a new quote. My sister and I, my sisters and I quote this movie probably more than any other movie. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Oh, I will say an interesting fun fact about it is that, and I think this is true, but Steven Spielberg visited the set and I guess the alien romantic subplot between Tony Shalhoub and um, Missy Pyle was his idea. So that's just like if you're a big Galaxy Quest fan <laughs> or Steven Spielberg because he, you know, surprisingly hasn't been mentioned yet in the top five um, alien movies. And a lot of people would disagree <laughs> with that. That with is very E.T. True. and um, Close Encounters. So anyway, yeah. One of the best funny 
alien movies ever and the best stack cast in absolute i mean the cast is insane an absolute childhood classic and casey i i know you'll appreciate this as someone that loves this film so much it's actually like a really clever plot like it's a really interesting plot i think it's like unbelievably well done it's just you know they're I guess we should explain it a little bit for people that don't know, but it's um, Alan Alan Rickman and um, thought, well, the whole cast, they're all on a TV series called Galaxy Quest, and this alien planet gets wind of the, you know, historical documents, which are really just episodes of the show, and they think that it's real, and so they try to get they replicate basically the entire show in space and then the whole cast of the show ends up going out there and have to pretend to actually be, you know, their characters in real life. And it's just amazing. It's so well done. <laughs> I'm geeking really out so hard. Such a great, it really is so such good. a great plot. I'm fighting oh, myself to not quote like every single line right now <laughs> and embarrassing like to hear it back, like me pretending to have like an alien voice. Give so, us one. Give us one. Just one. I was about to do the... Okay, I'll just do it. We come from Planet Nebula. We need your help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that was any amazing. Other, any other one wouldn't have been really worth air, some airtime. So that was my take on Tony Shalhoub. Uh, no, not Tony Shalhoub. What's his name? Um, Enrico Colantoni. Coliton- just look at these pulls by Casey. Yeah. Did we mention that Rain Wilson is one of those aliens? Yeah, oh, we did not. He that was his also um, film debut. Oh my so, god! Mm-hmm. He's one of the aliens, and then Enrico Calantoni. I don't. I never knew his name, but he is in Veronica Mars. For anyone that's okay, of that so he's a you know, and I think just shoot me if you watch David Spade back in the day. <laughs> now we're just getting deep. <laughs> You're like you've gone off track. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone ever seen the Tommy Boy Alien movie? Because that was great. (laughs) (laughs) But Sigourney Weaver, again, here she is doing like another Alien movie, but a total um, joke one. I mean, could we have guessed that she could be the queen of the Alien pod? I think we could. Right. And also Avatar. Oh my god, I forgot that she's in that too. That yeah. she is just she is the ultimate alien gal. Yeah, she is. She really is. Yeah, and, and I think the reason I didn't see this film is cuz I I just thought it was like strictly like a like a Star Trek spoof and it is, but like I missed the fact that they were on a TV show and there's like sort of the pathos of all that with Alan Rickman's character and how like he just hates you know, you know, saying is saying and all the jealousy that's associated with it. And mm-hmm. that, that really gives it legs for me. So I, I did really enjoy it. Amazing. Amazing. Great. Never give two. up. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> and with and that, scene. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Well, I didn't well, think we were going to get a Casey Alien impression uh, on this pod. And God, I'm happy we did. Me too. <laughs> me too. I hope it came um, through as, as amazing as it was on this side. It, it did. It, it did. might and, be even and, better. 
stick around through the end of our theme song because it will absolutely be what closes this episode. I was going to say, if you've noticed, we put a, Mike puts a little button at the end of each episode with the best quote from the episode, and I think we know exactly what this one's going to be. <laughs> I'm embarrassed and happy. <laughs> That's Thank exactly you how you should feel. From Perfect. me tomorrow doing the editing. It just yeah. saves so much time. Oh, oh uh, okay. Mike. That's me, number two. It's time. Okay, number two. Back to the well. Um, this is a bit of a... I think this will be contentious. Um, if, if not for you two directly, then I think for most of our listeners, because this is 1951's, also 1951, just by chance, The Thing from Another World. Crickets. Well, have you guys have you guys seen Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. Okay. So most almost everybody thinks that's one of the greatest horror films of all time, and it's obviously a remake of this film. Okay. Uh, and me me going with the original is not to uh, say that I don't like Carpenter's version, um, which has you know some of the greatest practical effects of all time. This one has just it's been one of my favorites for a long time. And I just think the story is just a lot simpler, um, somewhat obviously because of what they could do at the time. And that's, that's why it's here. Just, just three films. Is this three films now that we're in the 1950s? No, two, two. two. I've so, got 86 and 87 and two fifties. I just lose track sometimes with you because it's just, it's on another level. Hey, I could throw some more film, out there. You're a you film want. historian. War of the Worlds is from the 50s, which isn't very good in my opinion. But Wow. Wow. So tell us about this film. Okay. So, yeah. So they it's basically kind of a, an uh, Arctic, I guess you'd say, sort of horror. Um, you know, they're locked in the snow in this, like, outpost station. Um, they discover that there's, like, a UFO kind of buried under the ice. Um, they melt it effectively somewhat by accident uh and it releases this monster who uh, again this one at least has like some sort of effects so it doesn't just look like a person but it's not anything outlandish it's just an actor in, in a suit sort of thing um and there is a kind of a dynamic where the monster is sort of like plant-based in a sense and there's like a mad scientist that's trying to like use um, some seeds like from his arm to like grow some stuff and just see what happens um, in like the 82 version that the mad scientist is like doing everything again to stop the alien thing and in this one he's sort of aiding and abetting it so again it's just kind of fear of science that's that's going on at the time um, and what I think always you know when we talk about movies especially things that we've seen a while ago uh, or when you just watch so many movies at a time, you, you lose a lot of kind of what happens and what sticks with you is like maybe a few characters or a few sort of images. And that's what for me uh, it always sticks out about this movie is it has like three or four just to me totally iconic images. Um, I, I won't really spoil it, um, but there's a scene where someone's on fire. There's the scene where they they blow through the ice, which I think is still looks amazing today. Um, there's a scene where somebody gets electrocuted. It's just, it's really, really advanced in my opinion. Totally well done. 
compared to a lot of other 50s monsters movies there's a lot better dialogue than you would expect like in war of the worlds for example i think that that movie's kind of trash um but yeah this one is great the 82 version is great but you should go back and see this one as well i will check it out i i like john carpenter's the thing i don't love it but it's it's solid i really like the concept of the film and the plot uh, I'm I'm curious to check this one out. I'm I actually did not realize that John Carpenter's The Thing was a remake. So I learned something new today. I think I only learned that because I I watched The Thing, and it came up, like while I was like looking for The Thing. Oh. Um, and I watched The Thing. It was an honorable mention for me. Um, we can go into in the honorable mention section. Amazing. But I'm gonna. I wrote this one down. I, I so far have about uh, seven things I've never heard of that I will now have to watch because of Mike. <laughs> Not only are if you could, if you could no, only imagine how long my list is. But it's just so funny because it's like, not only have you not seen this one, but there's these other two that I'm going to just slowly slide in there too. <laughs> should just go on a 50s monster movie binge at the end of this. Yeah. Uh. I want a full, well-rounded knowledge because I know that a lot of mine, you know, they, they're all very much inspired by previous, but I just think that a lot of them just did them better than their predecessors. So, How dare you? How not, dare all of you? Yeah, not all the ones, I mean, that you said, but I do think that there's, at least from a couple of, like, uh, websites, some of Galaxy Quest was inspired by the Earth, how the Earth stood still or... The, um, the day the Earth stood still. Sorry, so I'm very curious to go back because and see what what they're referring to specifically. I mean, we know which is the better film. Galaxy. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to come back with that opinion and just talk about how Galaxy is available. I can't believe it's not number one. To be honest. Oh. Speaking so of good. number one, we've made it. We're here. We're here. It's uh, so far crazily enough there has not been any overlap i'm curious if number one will show anything different but uh wow i i can't believe we're here and my number one is is not only my favorite alien movie but it's one of my top five favorite films ever made and it's just so fucking legendary it is 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is, in my opinion, probably the most impressive achievement in film history. And just as someone who likes to throw around the word epic quite a lot, it for me, it doesn't get more epic than this. Just essentially the story of evolution and throughout the film... There are these alien monoliths that are discovered in different places and different periods of time. And at the end of the film, or in the in the final act, there's this insane acid trip sequence that's become very much famous in 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 movie history. And uh it I mean, it's up to interpretation to a degree, but there's some alien workings 
at the end. But it's uh, it's it's just an insane film, and it's not for everyone. It's very, I guess, out there to a degree, but it's just beautiful, and I think it needs to be seen by anyone that likes film in general. And it's not your traditional alien movie, so to say, but it is most definitely an alien movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was on some some of the lists. I am one of the people that have not gotten through it. Hey, we, we're not all perfect. We're not but all I'm perfect. well aware that I need to. <laughs> you and really now, do. I know, I know. I know that I haven't, like, I'm, there was a few movies well, I didn't try this one for this, but I've sat down before and I just like, I'm not, you know, like the beginning, it's just, you really got to just put in the time because I know it's going to get there, but it's just like really slow. And, and if I'm not in the right mindset to, to power through, then anyway, there's really no point in going on about this. I no, should see no, this movie. There, and it's you, should, <laughs> you should, but you are, I totally understood what you were getting at. And I also was going to say, you know what, Casey, this is a great one to smoke weed for. Okay. Okay, cool. In the it comfort really of my is. own home. In the comfort of your own home or, or in a movie theater on a really big screen. I was going to um, say, if you could see this in theaters, that would be even more epic, especially if you're high. A hundred percent. And it's like the shit that you see in this movie, you truly would say like, wow, this looks like this could have been made five years ago and I almost wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's really just insane what they accomplished in 1968. And this Stanley Kubrick, of course, for anyone unfamiliar. And I've told this story on another episode, but especially because we have Casey on right now, I need to bring this up. So one of our mutual friends, uh, Zach Wexelman, who, of course, as everyone knows here, does the theme song for our show with his project Real Topeka People. Just links links below in the show links notes. Links below, links Check below. Real Topeka People. And so we both had never seen this film and we were in a we were in a in a class together in college where our teacher was referencing 2001 and said that it's his favorite movie of all time and he think it's he thought it was the best film of all time. And so we were like, all right, all right. Like, we know we needed to watch this, but I, we really need to watch this now because we really love this teacher and respect him. And so one night we, we lived together at the time and we, we closed all the blinds. It was, it was already, I believe, dark out, but closed all the blinds, just like got it pitch black in our living room, put on the movie, didn't speak a word to each other for the entirety of the film. And Zach notoriously is hard to please. He's just, you know, he doesn't love everything. If, if he likes something, I'm not going to say it's a rarity for him to like something, but like it means something when he really likes something. And the movie ends, the credits start rolling. Zach just looks over to me and just goes, shit, that might have been one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was just so good. It was, and it, and it is. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. That's my rant and rant. I really didn't consider this film. You know, now that you're saying it, I wouldn't really argue that it's not an alien film, but I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make my list of like 120 films that I was considering. So kudos to you. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Anyhow, I'm excited to hear what Casey's number one is. Um, my number one is going to be the least shocking reveal ever. Um, but I stand 
I stand behind it. It is alien. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. I did. Amazing. Yeah. I had a sneaking suspicion. Yeah. I mean, I I did give some, you know, massive applause to you to have it on your list. So it was not a full poker face. But I will say that this movie is our family's, like, movie. We will watch any of the Alien franchise movies. We are well aware that this is the best one. But... I'm not near as critical about all the other ones as other people. I do agree with you that Aliens is not near as good as Alien. Um, although, for some reason, I remember the quotes from Aliens better, probably because the dialogue was worse. Like, <laughs> like get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just them yelling newt like, all the time. Yeah, um, oh, my God, yes. yes. Yeah. But Alien, it's just, it's, it's just, it's the you know father to like such a huge you know group of movies after it and it's it's just so well done and it's kind of just been unable to be outdid in my opinion um quite yet it's so simple yet so not it's just like every decision was made right and you feel uneasy the whole time even if you've seen it a million times you just kind of forget when it all happens a hundred percent so yeah it's just it's just um it's a masterpiece it's an alien masterpiece and And i um i'm glad you neither one of you had it on your in your top spot because i was sure that we were going to be like well yeah we're just gonna all say alien is number one because that's just what everyone says but like i firmly believe it and um and i know my family will be really proud of me right now Wow. Shout out to Casey's fam. <laughs> Be proud of her. I mean, it's, I mean, who would have thunk? Of course. Top five alien movies. Aliens the best. No way. No. No way. Couldn't be. It's, uh, I'm so happy that you also think the original is the best of the, of the alien films. Cause so many people I know like aliens better. And I think that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. So, since we've talked about Alien and you said you watch all of the Aliens, can we talk about that one that David Fincher did? I never seen that. Is that good? Is that I think it's three, right? Alien three. Um, I probably haven't seen that one since I was like, oh, okay, a yeah, I haven't child. seen that one in a while. You're just like, once you decide that the other ones are better, you just kind of you're like, I saw it. I see. And it's got okay. a forty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and not that I always go on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's probably. It doesn't deserve a rotten score by any means. They're all worthwhile. But um, Prometheus and Covenant have def- are definitely above those, in my opinion. I think it would be, for me, Alien, Aliens. Well, Alien, Prometheus, Aliens, Covenant, maybe. And then yeah. Alien 3, uh, which I can't remember. All right, Fincher fans, <laughs> I, I tried. I've never seen it, so yeah, apparently it's not good. I'm it's sorry. hard. I actually love Fincher, but I, I also don't remember much from 3. And I at least remember Prometheus and Covenant. And and even with my like bashing of Aliens to a degree, I, I don't think it's a horrible movie by any means. I just think Alien is absolutely genius. And I think Aliens is like a pretty standard action movie. I'd have to think about ordering the rest of them, but I, I definitely enjoyed watching all of them. 
Yeah, I think Alien and Aliens were just easier to like without a lot of flack because they weren't getting too complicated with it. You know, mm-hmm. it was really the story of just like the alien and it being, you know, on the ship and, and how you're going to, what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. And the other ones really try to do an origin story of like where it all came from and all of that. And so a lot of people have like story plot issues and, and all of those kind of things. But I do still think that it's, it's an amazing universe. And I'm, I, every time a new one comes out, I'm, I'm so stoked, even if it's just cool to watch and, you know, not to plug another huge crush but michael fassbender's definitely even robotic is <laughs> i mean what a robotic couple alicia vikander mm. and michael fassbender like they're probably the top two alien i'm robot alien people ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god amazing amazing yeah. so anyway but such a great number one i'm so glad you say it. you you kept it a secret yeah someone had to do it yep so Yep. It was me, and it definitely wasn't Mike, so can't wait for you who Mike's was. So Mike chose the 1937 film. I did not. That's <laughs> next week. See our zombie episode. Um, yeah. But it is yours does play very well with my number one, uh, because you mentioned many alien films, but you did not mention wow. Alien vs. Predator. Oh. And my number one is 1987's Predator. Wow. So, Town, I... I have no idea how we didn't mention this on our over the top action episode. It just like slipped my mind somehow. And I'm glad it did because now it gets its rightful place as number one on another list. Wow. I can't believe we have alien versus predator, like in our list. Like it's, it's predator versus alien in number one spot. And my cousin was like, how can you do an alien podcast without watching predator? And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I so have you not seen it. it at all? I've seen like the first 30 minutes of it. And I was okay. like, I know this isn't going to make it in my list. So I'm moving on. The first 30 minutes has basically zero predator in it. So. <laughs> I, know, I know. I just was like, this acting, I can't. I can't Our get behind right now. thing is just so fucking laughable in every movie. How? They're both of much. you. That's <laughs> I love Schwarzenegger. I really do. Me too. But, some, but you have to be in the mood for him. You just oh have to be. Schwarzenegger's in top form in this movie. Like Terminators. I mean, that's another franchise my family loves. So I totally, I'm here for your, I'm here for it. I want to hear every, your reasonings. Cut me off. Go. Okay. So it is insane, uh, which is the number one reason. I mean, the part that you saw is already crazy and like possibly the most 80s film ever because it's just dudes in like a Central American jungle. We don't know what country. It doesn't matter. They're killing some gorillas because it's like that's what you did in the 80s. And for some reason, the gorillas are like commanded by Russians because, again, that's just like what you did. It's absolutely insane. And none of that has anything whatsoever to do with the predator <laughs> it's just absolutely bonkers um but then then you i mean the cast we spoke about it arnold schwarzenegger and carl the we- carl weathers who have a fantastic meeting in the very beginning of the film where just, i think it's arnold looks at carl and just goes you son of a bitch and then they have a, a mid-air arm yes, wrestle yes. For, for absolutely no reason <laughs> i'm glad i saw this part so i can be part of this 
Oh my god. Then you get Jesse Ventura walking around with a midi gun and an MTV shirt. I think this is his first acting role ever. Incredible. Then you get Shane Black as an actor whose only role in the entire movie is to make two jokes, the punchline of which is both that his wife or girlfriend has a big pussy, which is just <laughs> absolutely incredible. Incredible work. Um, and then you get to the actual Predator, which is... I, it's I think aesthetically like my favorite alien looking thing with its crazy mandibles um and I just love the idea that it like it is it's haunting the people basically for sport so like if you don't have a gun it won't kill you because it wants like a, a test basically which leads to instead of just killing Arnold Schwarzenegger they have to have like an epic mano a mano hand to hand combat battle at the end uh, what a just foreshadow because, just because it's incredible Oh, God, there's so many good things to say about this. I mean, the Mac, uh, Mac, uh, Bill Duke's character has like an amazing death, which is super cool, where like the blood goes all over the camera. Uh, and yeah, Arnold, I mean, he's he's insane. Get to the chopper, one of the classic lines ever, and somewhat underrated before that when they're just scrambling in the jungle and he's just like, Where are you? <laughs> it's just absolutely <laughs> incredible. This movie is so, so bonkers. One of my favorite 80s movies. Easily, like, my favorite movie involving aliens. Cannot get enough of it. So, I, crazily enough, Mike, watched this for the first time this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I had thought I thought I had seen it. And then I was like, holy fuck. I actually got, like, I actually own this on DVD. And I just somehow had never watched it. Which is absolutely insane. But it was still wrapped up. And I didn't watch it on DVD because it was just on one of the streaming things for free. But I did find it. And I couldn't believe I haven't seen it because Mike and I both really enjoy these silly over-the-top action films. And, I mean, you already covered the bases. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, And I will actually agree with you that I think The Predator is, like, the most aesthetically pleasing alien in any of the big films and and obviously a little bit different too than a lot of others but in that sense alien versus predator like that's when i get a point i give predator to i personally think alien is just a way way better movie but predator is a shitload of fun arnold's outrageous and the predator itself i think is a really well done um alien and just the the whole you know, invisible uh, to a degree, and it's a really fun movie. I think you got to both both Predator and Alien. I mean, if you like Alien movies, are absolute must sees in the genre. It's just undeniable. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm gonna finish it. Um, I'm I'm beside myself that I knew better and I didn't I didn't finish it, um, but. I love Arnold. I want want Arnold, when he listens to this, to know that I do love Arnold Schwarzenegger and I do love over the top action movies as well. So I know I'm going to love it. I give it. Arnie, Arnie's just the man. And it, and again, I, I, I almost feel bad. I'm like, sorry, Arnold. I didn't, I'm not trying to say that I think you're a bad actor. You're just, you're, you're perfect for everything that you've ever done. But it just cracks me up because it's always just absolutely ridiculous. Kindergarten Cop is is up there in some of the best best movies ever. This guy, this so, guy, Ugh. we we just have love affairs with these these people on the side. 
We just could just go. We were like Will Smith. Oh man, Arnold. We could Arnold. go and yeah. I could go on such an Arnold tangent. We won't. We won't. But anywho, before we hit our honorable mentions, let's all recap our lists from five to one. So I'll start. My number five is Annihilation. Then I've got Alien, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, Independence Day, and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay, and my number five, I have Arrival, number four, Life, number three, District Nine, number two, Galaxy Quest, and number one, Alien. I am The Hidden, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Night of the Creeps, The Thing from Another World, and Predator. Wow. The top All five of- most seen movies ever. <laughs> oh, all very I told you lists. you would know my number one. You guys know that. True. Yeah. True. I loved your list so much. I'm not lying at all. I'm so excited to watch all those movies. Me too. Me too. I loved everyone's lists and, and all very different lists. Only one overlap on the whole, on the whole thing. Incredible. Um, all right. Let's rock into some honorable mentions. I know we all have quite a few. Um, Casey, you start us off. All right. So I mentioned earlier, but um, The Thing mm-hmm. is one of my honorable mentions. I watched it a long time ago with my dad, and I didn't remember it being as well done um, for the time. And so I rewatched it today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe it's the, that it's fresh in my mind, but it made, there's one scene where I I try, should I say what, what the movie's about? I guess it's, it's with Kurt Russell and this, they're in, I don't know, in the Arctic and there's, uh, alien life form that they encounter in a very new and interesting way. And anyway, there's one scene that's the reason why it made the list where, First of all, the the alien was insane. Uh, like the way it looks and explodes and everything was just like it made me really uncomfortable. But I I hated it, but also liked it. I don't know. Um, but when they're all tied up and they're trying to see who's the alien, it's oh, just yeah. like oh. insane. Like they're just like trying to get out of their chair, but they're like tied to the chair, and it's just like everyone's yelling and like. One of them gets eaten by another one. It's just so insane. And um, I just thought it was really, like, it was really quiet and slow and, like, and and well done. But then that scene was just like, yeah, that's an epic. That's an epic scene for an alien it, movie. It is indeed. It is indeed. And the effects are just insane. I mean, what they're yeah. able to pull off in that movie is bonkers. And since we're talking about it here, the reason that I would say I'm not as high on it is only just because like the monster alien thing is it's too powerful. Like unless you destroy it down to every single drop of blood, it can take over any life form. And so like, there's no, I don't know. There's no reasonable expectation that these guys are going to get out of there. And that sort of like, it takes away a little bit for me that it's just not quite as dramatic. Yeah. It's not like I hate the film. That's just why I went with the original. I agree with that fully and also calls back to earlier where I think another reason why I liked it was because of that like big question mark at the end kind of thing where it doesn't give a full resolution. And that was just yeah. such a thing back in the back in the day. And such I a think that thing. Oh, 
Whoa. You're not the you're not the only one, Mike. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, it it's um it's it's the thing. It's it's the thing on my honorable mention. So I love it. Move along. <laughs> so one that I really wanted to shout that almost that I pushed off my list to put on Invasion of the Body Snatchers today is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm. It's it's a sneaky alien movie because it's really a thriller. But then the very end, you get some some alien stuff in there and you find out, oh, it sort of was an alien movie the whole time. But I think it's one of the best done thrillers of the past decade. Came out in 2016. One of my favorite John Goodman roles. He's absolutely unbelievable in this uh, as a guy keeping these two people trapped down in a bunker claiming that essentially there's been like an apocalypse uh, outside of it and that they need to stay inside because it's toxic air. And what sort of is uncovered over the course of the film. It's just so tense. It's so well done. And the ending is awesome and really gives us that sci-fi bit that at least I was looking forward to maybe happening. But yeah, Mike, give us one. Uh, so mine is one that doesn't qualify. Uh, Tony mentioned <laughs> this to you. Uh, but I'm, I'm mentioning it because it was, I thought for sure it was going to be on my list. Uh, that is The Blob. Uh, oh, another, yeah, yeah, yeah. So This is a remake of a 50s monster movie. And the, the reason it doesn't qualify is because basically in the original, The Blob is clearly an alien. And in the remake, you find out later on that it's actually not. So it has like all the same feel. Uh, the source material is, but... Fortunately, it doesn't qualify. That said, our guy, Kevin Dillon, has an insane like 80s mullet and just wears a leather jacket, fails to like jump a bridge on his motorcycle. And that's just like how the movie starts. And you're like, yes, I'm in for a ride. And I'm, I, it's a fantastic film. That is incredible. And I need to watch it. Um, yep. Another one added to the list. Yeah. Case, give us another. My next one is a absolute classic. No one would disagree. It's Dude, Where's My Car? No, I'm just kidding. No, Dude, Where's My Car is on my list. Count it. Count okay, it. Okay. Wait, okay. I am so sad that I don't have Dude, Where's My Car? In the, like, Dude, Where's My Car could make my top five. Like, absolute okay. alien film. Holy okay. shit. Oh, I'm so Told glad we all agree. It's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just one of those movies you just watch and you're like, you're like, why am I laughing at this? But it's so good. It's one of, oh, my God. Do you have the continuum transfunctional? <laughs> <laughs> what does yours say? Dude. What does yours say? Sweet. Uh, your tattoo say dude. Your tattoo say sweet. <laughs> and then? Oh, oh my god i swear to god my wife like has a literal friend named zoltan no, and no. Ne never once has she said his name that i haven't thrown up the z oh, oh my god. i can't stop doing it it just gives me the greatest pleasure for first dvd oh i ever god. bought in my life dude where's my car wow fucking wow what a I know that you almost were joking casey but thank god you brought it up because what a movie I I feel seen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm okay. Here's an interesting one that that ended up being like an okay movie in rewatch, 
But I saw this randomly a bunch when I was younger, and I feel like not many people know about it or remember it. But have you guys seen not Arrival, but The Arrival with Charlie Sheen? No. No. So it came out in, I want to say it was 96. Yeah, 1996. And it actually also has... um, Oh, man, what's his name? Richard Schiff from West Wing and uh, a couple other random like actors. But it's this crazy alien movie where like Charlie Sheen picks up like an alien signal. And then there are people in there are aliens in human bodies and it becomes this whole crazy plot line. And there's quite a good little twist towards the end. It's and. Even in rewatch, it was it was entertaining. Um, it's not like the best alien movie, but very solid. And and I needed to shout it because I had a feeling that you guys might both have been like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, you had me at Charlie Sheen. I'm down. I'll there definitely we go. watch it. There we go. Um, okay, I will throw out a new film. I want to say like 2019. Did you guys see The Vast of Night? That is on my honorable mentions. Oh, I'd, I've never even heard of it. I think it might have been an Amazon movie, right, Tim? It is an Amazon movie, and it's it's really good, Casey. Really, really solid, really interesting take on it. Really intense uh, in a difficult way. Like, um, It's really impressive what they were able to pull off, uh, and I really like that one, yeah. And it takes place in, it, it takes place in the 50s, and yeah, it's, it's a really interesting film. I would just... Go in honestly, not knowing much, and just check it out. Um, yeah, Casey, back to you. I I saw I I've never been a Shyamalan um, fan until maybe this year. Wow, but this is gonna be. Oh but my God. Signs, I thought was like surprisingly very good <laughs> and bad, but good. Listeners, I'm just gonna tell you right now. Forget signs. Just this. Oh this my God. No. no. <laughs> so it's, a, it's not on the list, but it is an honorable mention. I'm gonna no. I mean, we couldn't not talk about alien movies and not talk about signs in some regard, just because it was very big when we were growing up. And I will say this: when I first saw it, I was I hated it, and I thought it was a piece of shit. I saw it again in recent years. And I think it's I think it's solid. I think it's solid. And Shyamalan, obviously, like everyone, you know, people have like a bit of a love hate with him. But but I think this is one of his one of his better ish films, I think. I think I went. I think I've become. So I, we, we watched it. Uh, weird that you mentioned that today that you were the uh, Halloween movies you were watching because mm-hmm. we watched two Shyamalan movies on Halloween this year. What was and the other one? So it was um, The Village. I actually think The Village is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Brody is is hard to watch, but the rest of it is pretty good. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Shots fucking fired. I mean, I think you'll understand. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Signs, it it scared me. It was it was I was uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that's kind of like my threshold. Like if I like want to get to the end and I'm on and it's giving me that kind of uncomfortable feeling, I tend to tend to like it. But I thought Shyamalan's show, The Servant, oh that's um, solid, is very solid. So I think Ooh. I'm like just starting to get real like really skewed into like liking him a lot. So 
I don't know if Simon's would have been on it had I not loved the servant, but here we are. The servant okay. is good. So honestly, I don't hate signs that much. Uh, I mean, just the end. The biggest problem is the end, right? It just oh, terrible, totally yeah. unsatisfactory. Yeah. And, and I mentioned why I hate War of the Worlds, and I won't give it away, but it's something very similar, which is just like, well, fuck. Like, I just sat through this whole movie, and I'm not pleased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire off a few pretty quickly. Uh, so I've got Midnight Special on there. Either of you guys seen that 2016 film with Michael Shannon? No, no. But um, Kirsten Dunst is in it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. She's in it. Also, Adam Driver, um, Joel Edgerton. It's it's a. I mean, I think calling it an indie film might be a little going a little too far, but it is like a lower budget film with big people. It's sort of an indie film, sort of an indie sci-fi. It's got a great ending and just a really, a a really great uh, little story there that I think you should see. Also going to throw out super eight JJ Abrams film. Um, Everyone knows I'm a big JJ Abrams guy. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to throw out the world's end. Which I have that one on my list. On mine too. Oh, yeah. Such a great movie, right? So fun. Mm-hmm. And then one more I'll throw out is is The Fifth Element, which I absolutely fucking loved as a kid, but I rewatched this week and I was just blown away by how much I was just like, wow, this is best. It's a bad. controversial film. There's a lot of hot takes in both directions on The Fifth Element. Yeah, I I truly thought it was going to be in my top five and then I rewatched it and I was like, you nut job. This just is not very good. I love Bruce Willie. It's tough. Me too. Corbin Dallas too. Uh, and Chris Tucker is like sort of great in it, but I don't know. It just it didn't hold up for me. But I had to honorable mention it because it was such a big part of like my childhood. Um, Mike, fire fire off a few. All right. Uh, so I can't believe nobody said Space Jam so far. <gasps> Oh, oh my god. god. That is my number one honorable mention. You are so thank you so much. Okay. Wow. Uh, the Iron Giant, another one that I feel like we've missed. Okay. Um Flight of the Navigator. Have either of you guys seen that? No. So no. this is the movie that's I would be least likely to like at all because it's like a children's sci-fi movie. Uh and I fucking love this movie it's it's such a good time especially in the first half um really really fun you should check it out and i think the last one i'll throw out there is definitely a deep cut uh so do do you guys know what the quatermass films are Mm -mm. no okay quatermass is sort of like he's kind of like an indiana jones character from the uk except instead of an archaeologist he's a I don't know, like an astrophysicist or something. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of films. They're all pretty solid. Uh, but there's one called Quatermass and the Pit, which is like they find these sort of like alien bodies when they're doing like a tube uh, like renovation project. And if you asked me what happens in this movie, I absolutely could not tell you. But somehow it all works when you're watching it. It just gets like enormously complicated and it's, it's pretty fun. So I would check it out. Casey, fire some off for us if you have any left. I think Men in Black was the only one left. Oh, yeah. I think we did it. We did it service. Um, it's just a classic. It and, is. And you watch it and you just kind of you, you smile and you're just like, why are there so many 
bug references for alien movies, which is interesting. We you know, watched like Starship Troopers and then Men in Black and then District 9. It just felt like all very buggy. So true. Also, yeah. great shout with Starship Troopers as well. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Fucking so NPH. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty... I, I will just fire off some more and... We haven't talked about you had mentioned it earlier earlier, Casey, but none of us have really talked about Spielberg films. And I'm gonna give a shout for Close Encounters of the Third Kind because although it's not like one of my favorite movies or anything, I do really like where it goes and I like the ending, like the final act. Um the movie as a whole didn't do it for me as much as I wish it did, but it's it's big in the alien genre. Gotta gotta shout it. I'm I'm not as big on ET, honestly. Um and then just some other ones to throw out there. Mars Attacks, um Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Uh also War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise two thousand five version, which again, I don't think it's great, but it's it's a decent, decent alien movie. And Attack the Block. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. Well, I have a big problem with Attack the Block, Me but too. I need to keep going. What's the what? Well, well, I'm just shouting it out because it's in the genre again. Not one of my faves, but I enjoyed watching it. What, what did you guys not like about it? Well, I really hated the look of it, the look of the aliens. Oh, see, I liked that, and I was just I thought it was a little bit too kitschy. But go ahead, Mike. My mine is that it like I it's trying so hard to like make a statement, but like it never really reconciles with the fact that these kids like armed committing armed robbery and like assault a woman and at the end they're like you know but it's it's okay because they're like poor and they shouldn't be arrested and it's like they never it's just like not very well thought out like it could be rewritten and be like twice as good if they just didn't want to try to be sort of edgy about the statement that they're making that's fair yeah i was i went into it i like almost feeling like there was a lot of hype because a lot of people say they really like this movie. And I was, I came out just being like, Oh, it was decent. Like it was, it was fine. But, um, and then I'll, my last ones I'm shouting our evolution, which is ridiculous, but a silly little movie with David Duchovny and some other people. And, uh, and Paul, the comedy with Simon, with the, you know, the same guys, Simon Pegg, um, and Seth Rogen plays Paul the alien. Just a fun little movie. I haven't seen this, but Thor Ragnarok. Does that have aliens in it? I mean, I'm sure it does. That's the only like of those movies that I've ever wanted to see. So I just just wanted to gonna, throw it out. I was there. gonna well, I was gonna throw it out there because I was interested. In, I almost watched it in in this whatever, and then I was like, that seems like kind of a waste of time for this genre. Yeah, Thor. It's it's like a fun movie. I I like those movies as a whole, but that one's not. A lot of people love that one. I think it's solid. I think some of the other Marvel movies are a lot better. But um, for another podcast. For another podcast. Also, one question for both of you: If if you've seen the movie, do you guys consider Interstellar technically an alien movie, or not? Oh, uh, I have I not haven't, seen. I haven't seen it. Oh, you both haven't seen. Mm-mm. Okay, I have to get around it on my Christopher Nolan sort of. I I know reconciling it's, tour. It I really think it's pretty great, 
but uh, there is a bit of an alien aspect to it uh, to a degree. So yeah, I I guess if that counts, I would definitely have that be one of my honorable mentions over probably half the other things I just shouted out. But you just shouted out like every alien movie. That's no, that's like literally what I did. I just wrote them all down and. <laughs> My brother, if he's listening to this, is just rolling his eyes right now. God, so many. But shout out, Dill, love you. But uh, that's it. That's we've we've aliened out. We've done every alien movie probably ever. Just so so many more. Yeah, I mean, you'll hear from plenty of people being like, "I can't believe yeah. you didn't mention this one." Yeah, what didn't we mention? Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Um, shit, case. It's been so fun having you. Thank you so much for having me. This was my favorite thing to talk about. It's a great Sunday afternoon thing to do. (laughs) Hey, and next time we'll talk about sharks, the other best thing to talk about. So true. Um, Deep dive that even better. (laughs) Everybody see Cruel Jaws. What a fantastic film. (laughs) Is that everyone's homework for the the shark movies eventually? Uh, Wow. Okay. Well, anywho, before we let everyone go... If you want to find us, Instagram, Top Fives and Deep Dives, Twitter, Top Dives. If you want to hit us up on email, Top Fives and Deep Dives at gmail.com. And as we always say, if you have a little extra time, you want to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, really helps us get noticed. We very much appreciate it. And with that, we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Case. And. Love you, now let's let Zach's voice take us off. Top fives and deep dives with how to PTM. Top fives and deep dives with how to PTM. Top fives and deep dives with how to PTM. Top fives and deep dives with how to PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. We come from Planet Nebula. We need your help.